This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome everyone to the Concealed and the Revealed Release event. This evening is primed for the release of the new Sefer, The Concealed and the Revealed, published by Artscroll. I want to thank Chazak for hosting tonight's event. I want to thank my good friends, Rav Ilan, Rav Yaniv Meirav, my good friend Rabbi Eba for hosting tonight's event. Chazak does tremendous things for Klai, so especially in the area of registering public school children in yeshiva, whatever you could do to support them. I thank the sponsor of tonight's shir, Chickens for Shabbos, for uh, sponsoring uh, this event. Please go to the Yad Eliezer website and click the icon from Alamdim, Agunas and Grushais, and you could support the most important members of Klal Yisrael, the teachers of our people. Without them, we would not have a future to support those who need it most, the families of Agunois and Grushois, and whatever you could do to help Achenu B'nai Beis Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should repay you. Elef Pa'amim Shefa Bracha V'Hatzlacha. So it's very exciting. This is uh, another edition in the series on the Mayadim. In uh, Lashon HaKodesh, all the art scroll books have been called Magad like the Hebrew Svarim. And we have a Sefer on the Yom Naraim, the Mystery and the Majesty, and on Chanukah and Tu the Light and the Splendor, and on the Bein Hamitzarim and Tishabav and the Holocaust, the Darkness and the Dawn. And now, the next volume, the next, uh, next edition, the Siyata Deshmaya, Barachame Shamayim, the Concealed and the Revealed. Now this title. It was hard coming up uh, with this title. We, we even put it out there if anybody has any good ideas. We almost called it The Intrigue and the Irony, but ultimately the title, The Concealed and the Revealed. I want to thank my dear father, Avi Moiri, for coming up with this title. And Baruch Hashem, this evening it is primed to come out. Uh, many people were involved in bringing the Sefer to this point. There were many editors and uh, many people who assisted in the graphics and in getting everything together. I want to especially thank my very dear friend, Dr. Chaim Moller, who created the manuscript of The Concealed and the Revealed based on the Shiurim and worked with tremendous amelos to be able to produce the manuscript. And I want to be mavarich him and his family with good health. Shefa bracha v'hatzlacha and continued opportunities, Now, many people have asked me, there's already a Sefer on Purim and Lashon HaKodesh, Magad which by the way, just because we're uh, promoting the new English book, but that doesn't mean we can't also promote the Hebrew Sefer. So if you want to get a hold of the Hebrew Sefer, please go to our site, rabbidg.com. By the way, for those... Uh, who are not familiar with the site, there you could subscribe to our weekly Devei Torah in English, in Lashon HaKodesh from the Ben La'ashri. And you could uh, see over there all the available Svarim. And many people have asked, well, there's already a Sefer on Purim in Lashon HaKodesh. What is this? Is this just a translation? I already have the Sefer in Lashon HaKodesh. So I would like to address that a little bit. By the way, to get the Art Scroll Sefer, you go to the Art Scroll site, artscroll.com, and you have two options. You could buy the book, The Concealed and the Revealed, 
Or you could exercise the Shalach Manas option, where you could send a friend or family this book as a Mishalach Manas, where they pack it up for you with other food items, and uh, that would be uh, what they call a Mishalach Manas that lasts. But is there any difference between the Sefer and Lashna Kodesh and in English? So let me explain to you some of the differences and some of the commonalities. Of course, the upshot is you need to get both. You know, you knew that was coming. But they're really um, very different. The, the first thing you need to know is the Concealed and the Revealed is not in any way a translation of the Hebrew. It was not, uh, this is not a, a translation. Every chapter was written from scratch. And I'll just, just tell you, so you understand what the difference between them is. The Hebrew Sefer has 40 chapters. The English Sefer has 30 chapters. So there are many more chapters in the uh, Hebrew Sefer than in the English Sefer. Uh, the additional chapters are the prakim that are more, I would call it lamdush. The more lamdush subjects will be found um, in addition in the Hebrew Sefer. For example, uh, the machlekes, the Rambam and the Ramban, what the tachlis of the Mishkan is and how it uh, plays out and is connected to Chaydash Adar, the Rambam holds it's the Beis HaMikdash is a Makam Avoida, the Ramban holds it's a Makam Avashra and why the Ramban categorizes the, the mitzvah that way, because the Rambam Shita is that a mitzvah is, kater, a mitzvah is defined by how it will last uh, for all time. That's an example of a parak which is only in the Hebrew. Another example is Machlekes Mechaber whether you make a Shachianu when reading the Megillah, during the day, that's a lamdasha subject that's only found in the Hebrew. Some of the extremely esoteric subjects are only in the Hebrew. Um, and the English, it has 30 chapters, and I would say all of the classics are in the English. All of the well-known Purim classics will definitely find you, uh, will be in the English right back at you. And uh, Purim and Reb Meir and Rabbi Yonison Aibeshitz on Purim, and the true tale of Vashti's tale, and Purim and Havdalah, all of these uh, classic Purim Shurim, of course, will be in the English. Let me just uh, continue to contrast the Hebrew and the English. Now, the Hebrew Sefer, you must get, because you have a Hakdama there, and in the introduction of the, of the Lashon Kodesh Sefer is a long maracha about the importance of Svarim, um, the importance of writing Svarim, the importance of publishing Svarim, is publishing a Sefer a violation of that which we know that the Torah Shabbat Peh should only be oral and not recorded, um, is writing a Sefer fulfillment of the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah, and that's the Hakdama has really a great uh, reservoir of information about Ksivas Svarim how writing Svarim brings the Geula. So that's something, that's a subject that's treated in the Hebrew, that is not found in the English, as we mentioned, as well as a number of Lamdash or uh, deep subjects of Pimachshavar that are found in the Hebrew Sefer that are not found in the English. However, there are a number of chapters that appear in the English Sefer that do not appear in the Lashon HaKadosh Sefer. And... I'll tell you what they are, and I'll tell you why they're not in the Hebrew Sefer. Now, there are a few chidushim that are found in the English that are not found in the Hebrew, that 
on chapters that are already published in the Hebrew Sefer, but these particular Chedushim were not put in. Some of them are a little bit, maybe you'll call it uh, innovative or revolutionary, that I didn't want to put in the Hebrew. I wanted the Hebrew to remain more classic, um, but some of the more revolutionary Chedushim I put in the English to maybe a more broad audience. An example would be, there's a footnote in the introduction of the English regarding that which we find in Masech Megillah, Yodom and Beis, Yod Aleph, Amad Aleph, that many Amoraim, when they would begin their discussion of uh, the Purim story in the Megillah, would not begin by discussing the Megillah straight up, but instead would discuss the story from a different vantage point. Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak, Pasach la Pischalai Parashamehacha. And this Amoro would begin from this Pasach in Yeshaya. And this Amoro would begin from this Pasach in Chumash. Why is that? So this is a subject that is only discussed in the English and not in the Hebrew. It's based on something that we write about in the Hebrew, based on the Chiddush of the Beis Ephraim. The Shalashu's Beis Ephraim, Ephraim Zamragolis, advances a revolutionary idea that Megillas Esther maybe is not part of Tanakh. That when the Gemara says there is such an opinion that Miguel Sester is not part of Tanakh, but even the opinion that it's Nitain Likrois, even the opinion that it's part of Tanakh, Rephraim Zarmagola says, maybe it's only part of Tanakh to read on Purim, but it's not part of Tanakh in terms of Limur Atayra. And that's why Rephraim Zarmagola says, the Gemara says that interrupting learning of Torah to read the Megillah is Bittul Taira. Now why is it Bittul Taira? The Megillah is also Taira. Rashi said in last week's parasha, that the Torah is compared to a kala, just like a kala has to, just like a kala is adorned with twenty-four kishutim. So too, a tamachacha must be proficient in the twenty-four svarim. So, Megillah Esther is one of the twenty-four books, so it's part of Tanakh, and therefore, why would it be bittul Torah to stop learning to read Megillah Esther, but the Rephraim Zamar Ghost has a chidosh that is only part of Tanakh regarding reading it on Purim, but it's not part of Tanakh regarding that it's part of the corpus of Torah. And reading the Megillah is not a fulfillment of Talmud Torah. In that case, we advanced, and again, this is only in the English, that that may be why so many Amaraim, when they began their discussion of Purim and the, the Megillah, they did not begin by discussing the Megillah per se, but rather they were Pasach la Pischa they began their discussion of the Megillah from elsewhere, because according to Ephraim Zamragos, the, the Megillah is not Torah per se, but by discussing a Pasach in Yeshaya and then bringing the Megillah into it, that perhaps was a way of being Machnes, the subject of Megillah's Esther, into the corpus of Torah. Then, one of the... Uh, Classics, Purim classics, of course, is Purim Fest, 1946, and the historic um, precedence for the Purim codes. This is a detail that uh, we didn't write in the Hebrew. We thought it would be a little bit too revolutionary. But when discussing the big and small letters, we know the Megillah has uh, many big and small letters. So, for example, you have in the beginning of the Megillah, Chur karpas usecheles. So you have the word chur spelled with a big ches. By the way, the Rekech says that indicates that Achashosh 
were the big day kuhuna at his party. And you have the big tough at the end of the Megillah, Vatich Taiv. And that, the Rekeach says, to teach you was a big ksiva, indicating that this was a ksiva l'dayrois. However, uh, the Achroinim and the Mekubalim say the big tough and the big ches are a remez to Tachvetat, when the Gezerah of Haman came to fruition, because there's an idea that Kesav Asher Nechtav B'Shem HaMelech V'Nach Toim B'Tavas HaMelech E'en Lohashif, that once God allowed Haman's decree to be um, formed, so then it was never retracted, and it came out in the year 1648-1649. And in that context, we examined the small Tavshin Zayin that are in the Megillah by the Asaras B'nei Haman, and as Reb Mechaber Weisswandel uh, revealed, that that's a remez to the hanging of the ten Nazis in the Nuremberg trials in the year Tavshin Zayin, which was 1946, and uh, Streicher went to his death crying out, Purim Fest 1946. But in that context, we examined the Big Vav. Reb Mechaber Weisswandel said the Big Vav represents the sixth time in history, the year 707 appears. 707, 1707, 2707. This happened in the year 5707. And this indicates it was the sixth time the year 707 appeared. But we added the Big Vav may be a reference to another time when the decree of Haman came to fruition. The Big Vav may represent the six million. So that's another chidosh that appears in the English that does not appear in the Lashon Kodesh. And then there are five chapters that appear in the English that don't appear in Lashon Kodesh. Now I'm going to give you the inside scoop of why a chapter would be in the, in the Lashon Kodesh or would be in the English. In general, the Lashon Kodesh farm only have chapters that are original. In other words, if... Uh, it already appears in another Sefer, this Binyan, so then uh, I don't put it in, in uh, our Lashen Kaddish Svarim, because uh, the objective of the Sefer is to bring something new, something that appears in, in another Sefer. Even if I quote it, there's no purpose in uh, just bringing a Ma'aracha that already appears uh, by another author, even if I were to quote, obviously I would quote that author, but there's no Tachas, there's no contribution of bringing it in Lashen Kaddish, unless... There's, um, unless I'm making a humble contribution. So the chapters in Lashon Kodesh are those chapters that are either new ideas that I'm bringing out from various svarim, or even if it's well-established ideas, but in the way that it's presented, if it's a new contribution in the way the Marmachamists are woven together, then it will also be in the Lashon Kodesh Sefer. Otherwise, if it's just a beautiful maracha from... Rabbi David Koyin or Rabbi Pinchas Friedman, so they already have it in their Sefer, and you could get it there. I, I'm not adding anything by bringing it um, in my Sefer as is. However, in the English Sefer, um, there are a few chapters. Actually, there's one chapter, there's only one chapter, where I took a Ma'aracha of Rabbi David Koyin and I brought it in English. First of all, because of the way I present it. So in Lashon Kodesh, I didn't feel that there was an innovative presentation in, in the Hebrew language, but in the English language, I felt 
that this Ma'aracha never appeared to an English-speaking audience, and therefore uh, it appears in the English Sefer, not in Lashon Kodesh Sefer. Um, but it's presented, uh, if I may say, very beautifully, and uh, the whole Sefer is worthwhile. The name of that chapter is Purim Eternal, which is actually based on a number of prakim from Rabbi David Cohen's Sefer on Purim, called Yimeha Purim. And it's based on the idea wherein Shoshana Yaakov, we use the phrase, their salvation was eternal. That there's something about the Purim salvation that makes it an eternal salvation. As Chazal tell us, all the Yom Tovim are destined to become Batel. Purim will never become Batel. Why is that? What is it? Why will Purim never become Batel? And how can we even say that all the other Yom Tovim will become Batel? So there's actually a Chuvas Harajba who says something uh, remarkable that other Yom Tovim can um, are subject that due to persecution, maybe the day will come, we won't be able to observe them, but Purim will never, be, will never come to that point, that we'll, we'll never be persecuted and never be able to fulfill a Purim. And the Maral asks on the Rajba, but we develop an approach, actually, this is uh, the approach developed by Rav David Koyin, and I bring it in, uh, to the English-speaking audience, that Purim is different from all other Yom Tavim. All other Yom Tavim commemorate Yitzhiya Mitzrayim and the miracles of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. Therefore, when Mashiach comes, where we know that the miracles of La'asad Lavai will be similar to Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, but much greater, they'll be of much greater magnitude. So any Yom Tif which commemorates the miracles of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim will cause the miracles of Purim to pale in comparison. It will cause the miracles of the other Yom Tovim to pale in comparison. Because Pesach is very significant, but when Hashem redeems us from the current Golas with much greater miracles even than Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, so then Pesach will not stop being observed, but its significance will, be, will pale to a certain extent. But the miracles of Purim of, are a completely different nature. They are the miracle of God pulling the strings of manipulating world events within the guise and clouded and shrouded by uh, nature. And the miracle of Purim is a completely different um, makeup. It's a miracle of divine intervention within the realm of nature itself. And therefore, the open miracles of the future redemption will not cause a miracle like Purim to pale at all, because the miracle of Purim is a completely different nature. It's Hashem manipulating world events within the guise of nature. And that, in that sense, Purim will always be significant. And that is why we say, It's a very beautiful chapter. It requires study, and I believe it's a chapter that will enhance your appreciation of Purim forever. That's an example of a chapter that appears in the English Sefer that does not appear in the Lashon Kodesh Sefer. Here's another example. This year is an Ibriyar, so we have two Adars. There are two chapters in the English that speak about the two Adars that do not appear in the Hebrew. The reason is because they came later. The English Sefer is a few years after the Hebrew, and these were more recently developed chapters. So one is a very brief idea that this year we have 60 days of Adar, and there's a concept that through Shishim you could be Mavato something, and there's an idea that in the 60 days of Adar you could 
be mavatel all your troubles in the 60 days of Adar, you can be mavatel them b'shishem. Another amazing chapter is something fishy about the two Adars. We know Mazel Adar Dagim. We know the Mazel of Chodesh Adar is fish. And we tend to think, yeah, the Mazel of Adar is fish. And we picture this, you know, really joyous and happy, googly-eyed fish. And we think that the Mazel of Adar is this really happy fish. In fact, I was in the Svarim store, I saw one of these, you know, wind-up toys of a fish, and I had to get it in honor of uh, this chapter. But we learn, this chapter uh, brings out from the, the works of Rabbi Yusuf Isaac Chavar and Rabbi Yonason Ivashitz that the fish that are represented by Adar are not these happy, merry fish, but rather they refer to the Leviathan. We know Chazal tell us that when Hashem created the world, He created the world with great fish, the male of Yasan and the female of Yasan. The male, Chazal say, God castrated. The female, God killed, and He put away for the tzaddikim l'asalavai. You know, there's an idea that Adar Beis has no mazal, because the two mazalois of Adar, dogim, plural, the male fish and the female fish. And God killed the female fish, so therefore Adar Beis has no mazal at all. Now we understand, says Abiyanus and Ibishitz, why Haman was so thrilled when he saw Mazel Adar Dagim. Because we always wonder, well, you know, what's so scary about the fish that empowered Haman? But Haman saw that the Mazel of, Ch- of Chodesh Adar is the Levyasan, and Rabbi Yonasan Ibishitz brings, the Levyasan is like the Nachash. And Haman, who's the embodiment of the Nachash HaKadmoni, he was empowered when he saw that the Mazel of Adar is Sudas, is the Levyasan. And this also gives us insight into the idea that Purim is a day out of the future and Suda's Purim is like from the Suda of, of the Livyasan, which God killed the Livyasan in order to ensure that we would not be harmed in Adar Beis. In fact, when, Adar, when there's only one Adar, so then the mazel of both Adar is the male of Yasin, the female of Yasin, and Chazal say if they would ever get together, they would destroy the world. So Hashem, according to the Yushalmi, made it that the Purim miracle took place in an Ibriyar when there are two Adars, because when there are two Adars, it separates the male of Yasin from the female of Yasin. So this is a chapter that gives us a very in-depth view of the mazel of Chodesh Adar. It brings other opinions. The opinion of the Lavush is that only Adar Beis's Dogim, Adar Aleph, actually has the same mazel as Chodesh Shvat. And this is discussed in depth. Another new chapter that's in the uh, English, that's not in the Lashon Chodesh, is the chapter, the mystical interpretation of Enahapoichu. This comes from an amazing revelation of the Satmar Rebbe. We know that when Amalek is around, Amalek strives to diminish and mitigate God's name and he makes God's name Yudke instead of Yudke Vavke. He makes the Kisei Kav Samach instead of Kav Samach Aleph. Hence the Pasuk, Kiyad Al Ka. By the way, the Mekubalim say in this Pasuk, Kiyad Al Ka, Yod is Yudalid Adar, Ka is Tesvav, that's a Remez, to Purim and Shushan Purim respectively. But we know that when Amalek is in the world, they take out the Vavke and they take out the Aleph. Kiyad al case Aleph, Ka, Vav, K. They take out the Aleph. That's the meaning, says the Ben says the Marsha. 
When God will select Tzihayin, Eva Lemoishavlai. God will take the letters Eva, Aleph, Vez, Aleph, Vav, He. He will restore the Aleph to case and the Vav, K to the Yud, K. He will restore the throne of God. He will restore the name of God. Says the Satmarebba, this is the mystical interpretation. Vinahapoich, who? You know what will turn around? The letters who? Right now, not only did Amalek take out the Aleph, take out the Vav and the K, but they flipped it around. They made it Hey Vav Aleph. So in order to bring it back, we gotta flip around the who. We have to make from who to Aleph Vav Hey, and then we could we put the Aleph back in the case and put the Vav K back in the um, into the name of Hashem, and it will cause God's name to be completed and cause the throne to be completed. Again, I was asked to mention during the shear that the shear is sponsored by Chickens for Shabbos, which you could go to the Yad Eliezer website and uh, please make a generous donation for Malamdim, Agunois, and Grushais. And finally, one final chapter that does not appear in Lashon HaKosh, again because this was um, formulated after the Hebrew Sefer. The Hebrew Sefer came out in Tavshin Ayin Tes. We're now in Tavshin Pei Beis. So it was a couple of years ago. And this is actually one of my favorites because it's one of my favorite topics. And that is um, the Gemara tells us in Masech de Megillah that Rebbe planted a tree on Purim. And the Gemara discusses the propriety of Rebbe doing so. You're now a Dumalacha on Purim. And the Gemara says, well, maybe they never accepted Purim as a Yamtif. And by the way, we have a chapter on that. Why Klaiso never accepted Purim as a Yamtif? Because if they would have accepted it as a Yamtif, that would mean that when Purim is over, we would have to make Havdalah. And you know, we never want to be Mavdil from Purim. But Rebbe planted a tree. Why did Rebbe plant a tree on Purim? What an odd thing to do. And the Gemara says he did some other unusual things. He bathed in a wagon in Sipoiri on Shavasa Batamos. Rebbe wanted to uproot Tishabav. And we base this on the following idea. We know that on, uh, the, in the Piyutim, in the Kroivitz for Purim, all the brachas of Shemana Esrei have a Kroivitz except for Estzemach David Avdecha Mehera Satzmiach. And while there is a halachic reason for that, namely because Vyushalayim Ercha and Estzemach David are in some sense one bracha, so it already has a kroivitz, Reb Pinchas Karatzer and other Sifrei Chasidos bring an incredible idea that as everyone is celebrating the salvation of Purim and of course, we're all, uh, we honored Mordechai. There was one institution in Klal Yisrael that was not fully joyous and endorsing of what took place on Purim. Chazal tell us that Mordechai minted coins in the aftermath of the Purim story. Why would he do such a thing? And Rabbi David Tevel in the Joshua Space David, Rabbi Yannis and Ibishitz bring an idea that Mordechai wanted to ensure that it, he would have a status of being a melech. Because Mordechai understood that Purim 
the miracle of Purim would allow Klai Yisrael to return to Eretz Yisrael and rebuild the base of Mikdash. But in order to rebuild the base of Mikdash, Klai Yisrael needs to appoint a king, destroy Amalek, and then build a temple. And Mordechai understood that in order for him to properly destroy Amalek, he had to have the status of, the king, of a king, and therefore he minted coins to formalize that status. And similar to what we say Hanukkah time, that Rebbe did not give so much uh, coverage to Hanukkah and the Mishnah. Uh, the Chassam Soifer is reputed to have said that's to stand up for the honor of his family, uh, the base David, who was not pleased that the Chashmanam usurped the Melucha. A similar idea is advanced when it comes to Purim. That as joyous as we are, the family of David HaMelech was a little wary of the prestige that Mordechai attained on Purim, especially in light of the idea that Purim is a tikkun for the sin of Shaul, for not destroying Amalek. So Purim is Shaul's day. And so to speak, there's an idea that Shaul and David don't mix. And in the Tfilois of Hashanah Rabbah, which is the day of David, we talk about all the tzaddikim. There's one tzaddik we don't talk about. We don't talk about Shaul. Because Hashanah Rabbah is David's day, it's not Shaul's day. And on the flip side, Purim is Shaul's day. It's Yoima de Shaul. But it ain't David's day. And David is a little weary of Purim. And therefore, in the Kroivitz for Semach David, there is no Kroivitz for Purim. David says, you know, sort of, let me know when the day's over. This is Shaul's day, we'll give him his day in the sun, but the Malchus belongs to me. And I can't, I can't have a Kroivitz for Purim in my bracha. We suggested that although the Gemara doesn't mention this, maybe this is another dimension to why we don't say Halal on Purim. Halal, we know, was said by David HaMelech in gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he became Melech Yisrael despite all the setbacks and challenges from his very own family. Zehayoyim Asa Hashem! Halal is the song of David! You can't say Halal on Purim. Purim is the day of Shaul. And we brought out this idea um, addressing how many of Rebbe's practices, whether bathing on Shiva Asubat Tammuz or uh, trying to abolish Purim, uh, trying to abolish Tishabav. The, re- the reason Rebbe wanted to abolish Tishabav is we know Mashiach is born on Tishabav, and Rebbe, who comes from the family of Beis David, he feels on Tishabav the birth of Mashiach and the lifting of the Avelos of Tishabav, and therefore, in a situation where Tishabav comes out on Shabbos, Rebbe wanted to be Mvatel Tishabav, and therefore, Rebbe planted a tree on Purim. Because the Gemara says, what kind of tree did Rebbe plant? He planted a tree of Malchus. In other words, what Rebbe's saying is, yes, celebrate Purim and honor Mordechai. But don't ever forget, today is the, don't ever forget where Malchus belongs. Malchus belongs to King David, I who come from the Malchus based of it. I'm just putting my, the line in the sand that Malchus belongs to us and that is perhaps why he planted it in Tiberia, the city where Mashiach will reveal itself. So this was uh, one of the major chapters that appear in the English Sefer that do not appear in the Hebrew Sefer. As Chazal tell us, Ein Beis HaMedrash B'li Chidosh. That the truth is many times, um, if I give a shir on a subject that I've already said, almost always, without exception, there's always a new idea that comes out. There's always new insight. Not just deeper insight, but new insight. As Chazal say, Ein Beis HaMedrash B'li Chidosh. So, I hope that this Sefer is, um, will add new insight into your
Purim. And perhaps on the next edition of the Concealed and the Revealed, I'm going to tell you an entire uh, dimension of the Sefer that appears in the English and not in the um, Hebrew. And that is, um, this year um, was the passing of both of my beloved and revered grandfathers, Rabbi Mordechai Leib Gladstein, Rabbi Shimon Hirschfang, and uh, my grandfather, Rabbi Mordechai Leib Gladstein, was born on Tainus Esther, and he celebrated his birthday on Purim, and of course his name was Mordechai. And in the introduction, um, it's a very moving and poignant introduction, connecting the life of my grandfather to the Yom Tif of Purim and to the story of the Megillah, and speaking about um, some of the limudim I learned from my grandfather, Rabbi Shimon Hirschfang, and I would like to share with you that, uh, that with you extensively in our next uh, the Concealed and Revealed event. But until then, I wish everyone a wonderful preparation for Purim and for Chodesh Adar and for Shabbos Mavarchim Adar Beis. I thank so much Chazak, Rabbi Ilan, Rabbi Yaniv, Rabbi Rabbi for hosting tonight's event. Please see what you could do to support their worthy and uh, incredible work. And of course, I thank Chickens for Shabbos for sponsoring this event. Please go to the Yad Eliezer site and whatever you could do uh, generously to help Malam De Yisrael, Agunois, Grushois, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be mashpia on you and your family. Shefa, Bracha, V'Hatzlacha, Afreilichin Adar, Afreilichin Purim. And of course, please go to artscroll.com and get yourself and everyone you know and even people you don't know yet. Just send people the concealed and the revealed. You could send them the book, or Artscroll has prepackaged Shalachmanis. And uh, wishing you all Bracha Vatzacha. Have a great evening. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.